This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about what's new with NetApp E-Series. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio today and uh, with me is Todd Edwards. So uh, Todd, uh, what do you do here at NetApp? So I'm still in the E-Series, EF-Series team here at NetApp. I'm tech marketing engineer. Uh, In the past, I've been the core product guy, kind of covering new stuff, new releases, uh, depth of the product features and all that stuff. This year, I've really been focusing on uh, video surveillance and, and backup solutions, doing a lot of traveling this year. Uh, as opposed to, to some of the previous years. So if people wanted to reach you, how would they do that? Uh, Todd.Edwards at NetApp.com is the, uh, the number one way to get me. All right. Uh, also on the phone, uh, Eunice Ben-Bahim. Hi, Eunice. Uh, what do you do here at NetApp and how to reach you? Hi, Justin. Um, so I'm a product manager. I'm a solutions product manager with the E-Series team, and I cover um, solutions around HPC, AI, big data, and I'm also the product manager for our uh, all-flash platform, which is the EF. Uh, I'm based out of Boulder, and the best way to get a hold of me would be through email. So it's UNSB, Y-O-U-N-E-S-B, at netapp.com. All right. So uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, we are going to talk about E-Series today. Uh, We like to do this every now and then to bring up the new features and new releases of E-Series. So before we do that, I'd like... Todd to tell us what's an e-series. Yeah, you know, it's um it's interesting. We acquired this product um back in 2012, so it's it's not new to NetApp by any stretch of the imagination. Um it's it's really been um a core workhorse for our SAN workloads. It's an all SAN product, simple block storage product. Uh, it does not have a file system on the product like uh, Waffle on ONTAP. Uh, and so that means that it uses the file systems of the compute layer uh, attached to it. And that could be Windows, VMware, Linux, um, large parallel file systems, BGFS, um, IBM, uh, Spectrum Scale, Hadoop. All of those uh, different file systems can attach to an E-series storage device, uh, one of those at a time or, or multiples of those at a time, and, and lens fed to one file system or, or managed by that file system, and, and the same for all of the others attached to it. Uh, and so it makes it a, a super flexible SAN storage device, supports uh, fiber channel, iSCSI, uh, Direct Connect SAS, and our mid-range uh, 5700 product also supports 100 gigabit uh, uh, Ethernet. So again, super, super flexible, uh, simple sand storage. So what are some of the key differentiators of E-Series versus something like a system running ONTAP or a system running NetApp HCI? Yeah, you know, again, we're that 
that simple block storage layer below. So we're not going to have um, features like metadata snapshots. So we do have a snapshot. It's a, a full copy on write snapshot because it's done at the block layer. So, um, you know, there are other things we don't do like inline compression and deduplication. Again, because um, we operate through the compute layer and the file system at the compute layer above, we rely on that software stack to provide uh, those features to, to the end customer. And so really it's about if the customer has made a software decision and, and they've purchased the capability to, to do those things through other applications, uh, they don't want to, to double purchase uh, that kind of a capability. They just want that really reliable, simple, uh, very very high-performing uh, block storage. E-Series is the answer that uh, NetApp provides for that. So is this something that scales out uh, very large, or is it something that's kind of isolated to a single node? Yeah, it, um, it, it is based on single node technology. It is fully HA, but it does scale up to um, today the mid-range product goes up to 480 drives. Uh, so that's 12 terabytes is the, the largest spinning drive that we ship today. I think 16 terabytes coming next year, and that platform will adopt those as well. So, you know, about 5.7 petabytes raw capacity on that mid-range product. The uh, entry product goes up to uh, 180 drives, so a little bit less capacity. Um, our all-flash product goes up to 120 drives, uh, but that does support up to a 15.3 terabyte SSD. So, so again, a lot of different capacity points, uh, a lot of different flexibility uh, in, in all of that uh, product. Same uh, operating system under all of it. If you know one, you know them all. Uh, same management interface, web-based management interface, very secure, supports LDAP, RBOC, audit log, uh, all of the modern things, SSL certificates, uh, SAM L2.0 if you want to go really, really secure. So as far as the LUN size goes, is there a limitation to that, or is that be basically able to span across the entire E-Series platform? Yeah, today the uh, largest LUN is two PEBI bytes. So, uh, so pretty, pretty large, um, larger than most file systems will handle. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, we've covered what E-Series is. So now let's talk about what's new. So we just had NetApp Insight 2019, so we usually do some product announcements around that. Uh, so what is E-Series doing these days that's new? We just made an announcement uh, back in late August of our latest uh, all-flash platform, which is called the EF600. Um, now, this one is a little different from the previous ones because it's an end-to-end -end NVMe. And end-to-end -end NVMe means performance. So this comes with 2 million IOPS, up to 44 gigs in uh, bandwidth and the latency under 100 microseconds in uh, certain workloads. Um, in terms of connect connectivity, we have a couple of options. Uh, we can have 100 gig NVMe over InfiniBand, or also 100 gig NVMe over Rocky, and 32 gig NVMe over Fiber Channel. Uh, we'll be having some more options in the next few months, uh, as in FCP, and uh, uh, also other uh, options in the coming months. Uh, the other good thing about this one, and as uh, Todd was just mentioning, with the high-capacity drives, uh, just in the 2U, we can pack up to 367 terabytes um, on the EF600. Um, so far, we've had a great uh, feedback from the market or from the, the, the market from the customers. We also had some great feedback from Storage Review that gave us the uh, Editor Choice Award for this year, and um, they posted an article about all the things they liked about it. Um, and we also mainly see this uh, all-flash platform uh, working really well with workloads that usually uh, include Oracle databases, SQL servers, uh, real-time analytics, but also high-performance computing applications. 
Uh, and for example, we got to plug in the BGFS parallel file system. And the main reason I'm plugging in this one is because that's part of the news too, is we just uh, had the, or signed a global partnership with ThinkPark, which is the company that distributes BGFS, which is even though it's an open source, but they distribute it. So we partner with them so that NetApp, as of, again, September, can offer uh, a full solution uh, that includes the uh, not only the, the storage, but also the support for the parallel file system. So by doing this partnership, we're providing to the partners an easy way to deploy, uh, cost-effective and easy to manage high-performance turnkey solution. Um, so I'd say these are the, the new exciting things that are going on in E-Series. Okay, and, and I understand there's a BGFS offering now? Definitely. Uh, so the BGFS offering is uh, something that we have in our price list. Uh, it's something that we can sell and bundle either uh, directly from NetApp or through a partner. Um, and that opens a lot of doors because customers would like to deal with one, um, let's call it support phone number. They don't try to call uh, one for NetApp and one for a parallel call system. So that opens up a lot of doors for us uh, in terms of opportunities. So just so everybody is aware of what it is, could you kind of tell us a brief, uh, give us a brief breakdown of what BGFS is and what it does? So BGFS is uh, just a parallel file system. Um, I think as uh, Todd was explained, we're a block storage, so we'll need that parallel file system, that's the layer that sits on top of it. Um, it's just one flavor of different flavors that exist in the market. Uh, we also work, not, it's not because we offer BGFS support that it is the only one. We also offer Luster, uh, Spectrum Scale, which is the parallel file system that comes from uh, IBM as well. Um, in terms of what it does, it's like I said, it sits at the layer that sits on top of the storage. Um, this would be more interesting in terms of uh, high-performance computing uh, workloads. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, workloads, super high bandwidth stuff. Um, and exactly. it allows you to kind of virtualize many E-series, uh, many petabytes of, of E-series um, behind that file system and, and present that out as um, one large space through that, that BGFS file system. So with BGFS, is this multiple LUNs that are basically stitched together with the BGFS file system, or is it one giant LUN that has the file system sitting on top of no, it? No, it's, it's generally multiple LUNs and, and multiple tiers. So they have a fast tier in there, and then they have a, a, a data lake type tier, um, like most large parallel file systems. And the tiers, are they able to operate within the same namespace, or are they different namespaces altogether? Yeah, no, it, that's the the power of that parallel file system is that big namespace. Okay. So what sort of things do people put on BGFS? Like, what are they using it for? You know, we see it in the high-performance computing space um, primarily, and, and so scientific research, uh, that kind of stuff, um, I think is the, the predominant. And I, I don't know, uh, Eunice, I think you have a, a couple of, of uh, customer success stories there. Um, yes. One with Lustre um, and one with and BGFS. Pre pre yeah, predominantly, um, as Todd was saying, it's usually for um, models that calculate very complex calculations, I'd say. So um, we work with a lot of colleges and research labs. Uh, one of the recent wins that we had where we deployed E-Series is with a system called Gadi, uh, which is the pretty much fastest supercomputer in the Southern Hemisphere. It's uh, based out of the University of Australia. Um, and they were able to deploy 120 arrays, and each array had 60 drives um, by using Ansible. And they were able to do that in a little bit over 
an hour. So that gives us an average of about 37, 35 seconds in array to do this whole deployment. So this is just one of the um, examples of where parallel FL system or an HPC solution uh, comes in handy. Um, the other example that I can think of is actually a story that we're about to publish. It should be coming out next week with a company called CGG based out of France. And what these guys do is pretty much uh, the way they explained it to us is they do the street view of the ocean. So they go into the ocean and just map it. And based on that data, they run a lot of complex models and the results of those models, they sell to oil and gas companies to know where more or less to drill to find some oil. So these are just some of the use cases where you would need very uh, powerful computers or supercomputers, and you would need that storage that can keep up with them. And E-Series fits that really well. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, also in the media and entertainment space, um, we see a lot of activity there as well. Stornex, Quantum Stornex file system is, mm -hmm. is a popular parallel file system in, in that space. Um, but we also see um, kind of new generation, new technology coming in that space. Uh, people out doing some invention around uh, multi-headed recording devices that are really putting some some super high bandwidth streams back um, and, and need that really deep, uh, fast recording capability. And, and of course, EF570 and, and the new EF600 are, are absolutely uh, great boxes for that because of the ability for them to, to ingest, um, you know, 570 greater than 8.5 gigabytes per second and, and the 600 um, what 16 units something like that mm -hmm. yeah is that per node or is that for yeah per node per that's per a 2U 24 drive chassis and that and that scales so when it scales out to other nodes does that is that 100% like the same each time is it yeah, scaling at one yeah. to one yeah it's scaling out in, in linear chunks like that so you can you know predictably put that um that 8.5 gigabytes in just in you know you put two of them in you're predictable predictably at 17 and and so on and so forth as you grow and and again that's the strength of that parallel file system that you can grow in the blocks that you need to to reach the capacity and performance that you need when you need it and it sounds like this is really good for large file streaming workloads more or less right yeah, large file streaming workloads or, or as Eunice said, tens of thousands of files that are doing these very, very complex uh, computations and uh, scientific research type stuff. So the tens of thousands of files, are we talking about like uh, like small files? Are we talking about larger files? I mean, how does it handle Gen the metadata is what I'm getting at? Yeah, generally, generally larger files. But, um, you know, there are cases where we also do small files. And, and anywhere we're, we're doing that metadata piece, of course, we have the hybrid system that allows us to put flash in with the spinning drives. Uh, no special rules around that. And, and allows that mid-range product, the 5700 in particular, to, to really get some, some eye-popping performance uh, in that hybrid space. Is there like a, uh, like a flash caching feature where you can basically tear it off to, like, the reads for that? No, no. that You know, again, that's... Um, all done in that compute layer, that software layer above, and so the the software decides where it wants to put it. And and E series um, provides the different tiers of of drives in the one box and available within that uh, you know that single connectivity back to a single storage device. So if the, if the file system wants to put something at the fast tier, then it could put it on a, a A plus two RAID six SSD group, and and then it could have data lake in the same box. 
So basically, you're as fast as the file system allows you to be. You're, you're not yeah. really beholden to E-series. You're beholden to whatever file system you're laying on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you have to consider host interface and, and those kinds of things as well. And so, you know, you don't generally find iSCSI out in that space because it's it's just too slow. Um, you know, and, and more links are better if you've got to have that high bandwidth as opposed to that high IOP. Again, um, you know, the EF product is, is one of those few products at NetApp that has scored on the Storage Performance Council both number one in, in SBC price performance for IOPS and uh, number one in price performance for throughput. Uh, that was true when we released the 570. And even today, um, here we are two years later, and it's still number one price performance for throughput. So, um, you know, very, very versatile for whichever workload you, you really need to run. So how does it work if someone's trying to come from a, another storage provider and they want to come over to E-Series, but they want to le- keep their data? Do they have to migrate that on the file level? Is there like a migration process E-Series has? No. we Again, you know, we're that very simple block storage. And so all of that's done within the compute layer uh, tools provided by the host. And so the host and the host file system is uh, in charge of its data. Um, we provide that super reliable, um, super performing platform uh, to land and do what the file system wants and, and to allow the file system to provide its best value to the customer. Again, it's really around um, the, the decision the customer has made in terms of where they want to do their uh, data management. And, and if they've made the decision to do that uh, in a parallel file system or through uh, some other software stack, um, E-Series is, is a great landing target and, and uh, you know, very relevant product for NetApp, a very relevant business for us. Um, and, and so we continue to, to offer that um, as part of our portfolio and part of our core SAN storage. So, Eunice, uh, you mentioned that you had uh, a, a case of, like, you know, supercomputer running on E-Series. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure thing. That's the one I uh, touched on a little bit earlier, and uh, that's the one called Gadi. It's the largest, fastest supercomputer in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, just in terms of how big it is, it's 3,200 nodes. It supports up to 35,000 researchers. So there's a lot of people that are uh, using this this computer, and that's the same one that I was uh, saying when our uh, teams were deploying it. They were heavily relying on Ansible, and they were able to deploy the 120 arrays in uh, just a little bit over an hour. And that's where configuring over 24,000 uh, variables. So I think it's it's pretty impressive just to show not only that E-Series is good and can keep up with the past uh, servers, but also it's very easy to deploy. Um, I think that's one of the uh, examples that we really like to share. The other one, uh, or I'd say the other one of the other fields that we see a lot of demand in terms of HPC or AI in general is weather forecasting too. Um, there's a lot of agencies, uh, mainly in Europe, that run a lot of complex models and they would need some of this, uh, let's say, heavy duty computers that can run those models. And so we've been working with those uh, folks as well. So how does uh, how do E-Series, like, I guess, tech marketers and, you know, people who deploy it, how do they partner with customers to help them work with these file systems that sometimes get very complex? Or, or do we do anything to, to help them deploy things like Luster or GPFS or BGFS on these? Because sometimes, you know, the, the complaint is that it's complicated to set these things up on the compute side. Like our, our stuff might be easy, 
but they might be looking mm. for guidance on how to do things on that end. So how, how do we help? How do we enable customers to do that? So we have a few TRs that are published uh, on how to deploy at least the BGFS ever since we started offering the support uh, that were co that were authored by Abdel, which is a great engineer based out of uh, Wichita. Um, so we have a few TRs that take you step by step on how to deploy it. Um, we're also working on providing a turnkey solution now that we have all the components of the solution, as in uh, the parallel file system support, storage, the servers. So we're working on creating a type of turnkey solution that customers that are interested in having a supercomputer, and just like you mentioned, that don't have the time to configure each component and test it and see if it's going to work with uh, SUSE versus Red Hat, or should I put Ubuntu? So we get rid of all of that by testing it and making sure that we have a type of flex spot that would be a turnkey solution. Yeah, and you know we've also, as a um, business unit and an organization, really increased our focus uh, in the parallel file system space, in the in the high performance computing space, and also the video surveillance space. And so we now actually have uh, some of the engineering staff. Uh, assigned dotted line to those solutions and so where we need to go deep um, in say tuning for um, uh, IBM uh, spectrum scale as an example uh, we actually have additional resources now that can can roll up their sleeves and and go in and, and dig in around a particular setup for a customer uh, those larger deals that that really need that extra layer of of, uh, of help in most of the smaller ones you find that they they generally have one or two gurus on site that uh, take care of their file system and and they're really just looking for that storage piece and, and to understand uh, how E-Series differentiates uh, in that space of simplicity and, and you know, 6.9's availability. And, and, you know, why is that true? Is it just because you're a great hardware platform? And, and the obvious uh, answer there is, is no. You know, we've got over a million of them out there in the field and, and uh, uh, you know, a very, very deep legacy of, of uh, software uh, innovation that, that makes that box reliable and, and allows it to, to operate without uh, having to putz with it all the time, really. And, and that's the that's the differentiating value there. So um, with the support model, if somebody has an issue with an E-series system that turns out to be the file system, are they reaching out to us? Or are they reaching out to the file system vendor? How does that work? Do we partner with them? For the BGFS uh, example, they will just reach out to us. Um, if it's going to be a different one, such as Lustre or Spectrum Scale, something else, um, this is one of the great strengths I say of NetApp. Even though we don't sell that support, we never close the ticket. We just got to make sure that the issue is not coming from our hardware. We once we figure out it's coming from the parallel file system, we put them in touch with the vendor. But that ticket still remains open until the issue is resolved. Um, yeah, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we partner with the customer in that case and openly partner with uh, the the partners of their choice as well. So what about upgrades? I mean, are they done pretty non-disruptively or are they something that have to be done with outages? How, how does that work? Yeah, you know, E-Series is a full HA platform, uh, and so we have what's uh, – 
termed asymmetric dual active controllers. What that means is that each controller owns its own set of, of LUNs, uh, processes I.O. dedicated for that set of LUNs, but they also have access to LUNs. And, and so uh, that capability to, to fail over between, you know, seamlessly fail over between controllers is the core technology behind our ability to do non-disruptive controller firmware upgrades. We also have a, a non-disruptive uh, drive firmware upgrade process built into the product as well. Uh, as I said, it's, it's over 20 years of innovation uh, built into it, and it's full enterprise grade. So all of the things you would expect in terms of, of seamless upgrade, it's, it's really one of the easiest upgrade processes um, of, of any of the products I've worked on. Uh, you go into the GUI, you, you point it to the file you want, you, know, you literally browse through uh, to your desktop, grab the file and, and push the button. It does a self-check for you and, and runs the process and it's generally done in, in just a few minutes, uh, very, very seamlessly. If you have a whole bunch of E-Series arrays that you're managing, we have a software called Web Services Proxy. It's free. You download it off of the support site with a valid uh, valid support account and um, and that allows you to, to run E-Series centric a unified manager and, and and actually discover multiple arrays at the same time through that interface you can actually upgrade multiple systems um, through our, our API integration to unified manager at the same time uh, really just set it up push a button and and walk away that's it's really that easy and earlier you mentioned ansible was is involved in some of these deployments is does that mean that you guys are leveraging rest apis or are they proprietary no, it's it's RESTful API, and and so that makes us um, you know a very uh, easy to integrate platform. Um, we do have Swagger Docs for all of that built into our interface. So if you download that web service proxy, you go in, it'll give you example commands and, and allow you to run those commands individually through the Swagger Doc uh, process. And we also have technical reports on it. Um, we also have uh, you know other online um, help type documentation. And again, we have a great team uh, that backs us up out of the engineering organization that you know if we have somebody that really wants to, to do an integration and they need a little help getting started, all they have to do is reach out to us, and, and we're always happy to help. E-Series is, is really pre prevalent in the, the video surveillance space, the, the backup space. Um, for backup, we resell Veeam and Commvault uh, here straight out of our, our quote tool. Uh, it is an absolutely um, awesome landing target for uh, those backup applications. Uh, again, because it's that simple block storage, uh, it relies on the, the capability of those applications in terms of, of dedupe and compression and the other things that, that they provide. And so it just makes a great partnership as a simple landing target. Um, you know, it does not provide the um, metadata snapshot integration that ONTAP provides, and, and obviously that's, you know, a really key um, capability if, if you're uh, looking for, you know, guard against ransomware and those kinds of things. And so, you know, it depends on what your use case is. But, but again, if you, you just need that simple landing target, E-Series is the way to go. Uh, for video surveillance, it, it's almost tailor-made for that workload. Um, it turns out that video surveillance, you know, people think of it as kind of an easy workload uh, from the IT side of the house. It turns out it's, it's really not an easy workload. Uh, it's it's really large I/O that randomizes very very quickly, and it's paired with a bunch of small I/O reads. That's the way most uh, video recording works. And so, from a storage perspective, you know you're ingesting um, large I, random large I/O while you're trying to read small. 
um, that would be the the nightmare scenario for most storage products and, and e-series just uh, really excels in in those mixed workloads and, and serving uh, whether it's a hundred cameras whether it's three thousand cameras um, you know we have some great customer success stories out there if you go to netapp.com forward slash VSS for video surveillance solutions uh, you'll see the customer success story from Tufts University up in the the Boston area uh, from the Central Ohio Transit Authority they've got over uh, I think over three petabytes now of, of e-series storage across eight different uh, e-series uh, devices that are are recording uh, I think something close to 3,000 cameras using the Genetech uh, video management software so uh, you know those are are examples of of uh, you know how e-series fits out in that space and and really plugs in seamlessly to to all of these different workloads that we've been talking about today and you anything else from you I mean I just want to touch on again HPC side and uh, make sure that because that overlaps sometimes with the AIML, which are some of the workloads that we've been seeing a lot. Um, and just like Todd was mentioning uh, earlier, by relying on the software uh, layer or software stack to do the tiering and other things that usually some of the storage platforms do. That's why we think E-Series just focuses on providing high throughput, high bandwidth, and low latency. And that's why I think it's a, it, it makes a great fit for some, some type of these uh, great uh, workloads. During supercomputing, um, there was an announcement by uh, NVIDIA on a couple of partnerships or joint collaborations that we're working on. And one of them is SuperPod, which is a turnkey solution for HPC um, that would take away the headache of configuring each component of a supercomputer. So that's something that we're working with NVIDIA, NVIDIA to offer to customers. Um, and we're also collaborating on a different project called GPU Direct Storage. Um, and that different project, what it does is pretty much uh, when we're looking at a supercomputer uh, deployment, you, most of the time the bottleneck is in the CPU. So uh, there's some collaboration between us and NVIDIA to see how we can have that CPU not be a bottleneck anymore and uh, have a GPU direct directly to the storage, which is going to uh, reduce the, I'd say, or increase the amount of performance. So it is early in terms of uh, development of these technologies, but uh, we're hoping we'll be sharing more and more updates as we uh, progress. Cool. So you basically have your, your turnkey FlexPod-like solution now, right? Exactly. We really appreciate um, you know you having us in and, and talking about E-Series. It's uh, it's one of those sort of quiet products at, at NetApp. Uh, part of the reason it's so quiet is is people you know put the product in and, and sometimes don't touch it for months at a time, and and that just sort of uh, increases the the level of quietness around the product. So so every once in a while we have to come out and make a little bit of noise, and, and greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I like to remind people that we have things that exist. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got to solve that problem so that people know that you, you guys are around. Yeah, and and you know we we have a rich portfolio at, at NetApp. Uh, we do a lot of things, and and you know I think it's sometimes um, hard to to get you know the focus across the whole thing because now we're we're just so wide as you know we used to to not really have that that level of of uh, or depth of of product and and solution to talk about, and and now we really have a a lot to talk about. So uh, again. Uh, looking forward to, to coming back and, and talking more. Excellent. So, uh, Todd, again, if we wanted to reach you, it's todd.edwards at netup.com, right? Yep, yep. Todd, T-O-D-D, dot edwards at netup.com. 
And Eunice is EuniceB at NetApp.com, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, and any other place that we can go for, for information, I guess NetApp.com slash VSS, but what else? Yeah, and, and NetApp.com forward slash HPC um, is, is kind of the other core landing page. Um, and then once you go into to those um, locations, you'll find links for kind of core product information. Uh, of course, if you uh, are a NetApp partner and you have access to our, our NetApp field portal, then there's a, a ton of resources out there for you. Um, you know, if you go to netup.com and you go to our library link, uh, go all the way to the bottom of the page, there's a little link down there for library, and, and you search for technical reports, uh, search for E-series, search for Centricity, uh, search for EF-series, and, and it will bring up just a, a lot of, of very current collateral. We've really put a lot of focus in the last uh, 24 months on having current collateral across all of these different solution stacks. So if you, you go out there and search around, you'll, you'll find that uh, there's really a, a, a great depth of information available, um, whether you're an in-customer, whether you, you want to learn something new, uh, just looking for, for you know what's new, what's different about NetApp. Uh, or, or whether you've been um, with the product for a long time and you're really looking for depth of information around the features, it's all there for you. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap Podcast team, I'd like to thank Todd Edwards and Eunice Ben-Brahim for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.